This is Winning Cures Everything. I'm your host, Gary Seegers. You can follow me on Twitter at GaryWCE. You can follow the show on Twitter at Winning Cures, Facebook.com slash Winning Cures Everything, or just over at WinningCuresEverything.com. Go check them out. Here is the rundown for the show today. Missouri football ban. We're going to discuss that. Uh, as always, at the end of the show, I will have college basketball picks. Went 2-2 two and two last night. Not great. Still over 58% on the season, though. I'm going to play every day. That's what I do. I look at the numbers. I figure out which games I like. You can't win if you don't play. So, basketball picks at the end of the show. Uh, but Missouri football ban first. The Nevada casinos, which games made them the most money in 2018, and you will be shocked at what exactly makes them the most money. Uh, and finally, William Hill uh, started talking about the Super Bowl lines moving and whatnot, and they are getting closer to even on the spread. So even on both sides. And we'll talk about exactly how close we got after this. Uh, this show is brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. You can find all six of their sports books over at tunicatravel.com. Go check them out. They've got incredible stuff over there. We love them. Uh, there's also a link if you're watching this on YouTube down in the description. Go click that link. Go check it out. It takes you right to it. You'll appreciate it. Let's jump in. Let's fire away Missouri football ban. Now, they, they were banned from a bowl game for the 2019 season. Now, the first question on my mind was, so is Kelly Bryant still going to go there? Right? Because it's his last season. He transferred out of Clemson. Do you want to go somewhere where you don't even get the opportunity to go to a bowl game? Obviously, Missouri is going to appeal this. The appeals process never works. I mean, it's, what, maybe a success rate of 5%, maybe. And and even then, I don't know that they get the bowl ban taken away. It'd probably just be some of the scholarships or something like that. So, Kelly Bryant has announced that he is staying there. He went there because he saw Drew Locke's development under uh, uh, Derek Dooley, the offensive coordinator. He is prepping for an NFL career. He wants to show that he can be a quarterback. Totally understand that. Makes all the sense in the world. Here is the part of this that gets kind of crazy for me, right? You've got all of these other situations, North Carolina, Ole Miss, and that's the first thing everybody does, right, is they go and they start comparing NCAA cases. Well, not every case is, uh, is the exact same. So with this one, they admitted to everything. The tutor said that she did not act on the behalf of anybody of the coaching staff. or anything. Nobody knew she was doing this. It was 12 different athletes from baseball, softball, and football. There were five kids from football. She helped them with algebra. And she basically did their work over the summer. So she was helping out with homework. They couldn't figure out some of the answers. She would send them back the answers through text. And they, did, they turned in her work with their name on it. So, yeah, it's, it's a little bit crazy. But you've got that going on. And Missouri cut out the tests, said, no, we're, we're not accepting these grades. And you would think that that would count for something with the NCAA. The issue is they cooperated too much. North Carolina did not cooperate with the NCAA. The fake classes that they had set up, the way that they were able to get out of it without any kind of ramifications in their basketball program is they 
told the NCAA that it was a legit class because not just athletes could take the class, which is just absurd if you think if you think about it, right? If you just go and look at it on the premise, like on the on the very basic level, it's a free grade that they told all of their athletes to take this class to get, and and this is what we end up with. And Missouri, who figures it out, turns it in, tells the NCAA, we're cutting this out, but here's what happened. And then the NCAA comes back and gives them a bowl ban for the next season. And then they suggest to Missouri that they should let the seniors, since they have a bowl ban, they need to let the seniors just transfer openly. How ridiculous is this? With Ole Miss, Hugh Freeze... With all of that stuff that was levied against him, all these level ones, he got a two-game suspension. That's it. That, that People could have hired him. He would have had to sit out two games. That's it. Makes no sense to me. And, and Ole Miss would not have fired him had it not been for all the other stuff. But either way, uh, the thing that, that shocked me, one, the tutor um, that did the academic work for the 12 athletes got a 10-year show cause. That is insane. You know who else got a 10-year show cause? Dave Bliss, who was the former basketball coach at Baylor, who framed a player for murder. He got 10 years, and this tutor who did work on her own for some of these athletes gets a 10-year show cause. Does any of this make any sense whatsoever? I mean, there's no rhyme or reason to anything that they do, and it just boggles the mind. Dave Roberts, David Roberts, the NCAA's chief hearing officer for the panel in this case, he was asked if schools are now being encouraged to not tell the truth, to not cooperate with the NCAA. And he literally responded, you can certainly make that argument. If the head of the hearing committee tells you to not cooperate, the moral of the story is do not cooperate. Fight tooth and nail. Do not hand anything. They don't have subpoena power. I, I get so frustrated with this stuff. You would think that, and, and he did go back later and say, like, if we do find something that you're lying about, the penalty is going to be that much worse. Well, what does it matter if you're going to take stuff away anyway? Right? Like, the NCAA technically doesn't have to have proof for anything. They can just, they can delve out whatever punishment they want. But, in this situation, I would not cooperate with the NCAA on anything. You want phone records? Nope. That's it. You want to see academic records? Nope. Like, none of this. You're not touching anything. Like, you, you can't force me to give it to you. So, not a chance. And, and part of Ole Miss's problem was the same thing. I mean, they had boosters openly handing over their phone records. Why would you ever do that? I mean, that just it makes no sense. Yet they can't subpoena this stuff. It's not a legal arm. Like It just blows my mind. So, Missouri, I hope the appeals process works for you. I doubt it will. But going forward, do not cooperate. Fight everything to the death with the NCAA. Because it doesn't matter how quickly you find it, how minuscule it seems, they will punish you if you admit to something.
Just don't admit to anything. Next topic up, Nevada casinos, their net wins from 2018. And I'm going to count down from 6 to 1. This is per the Nevada Gaming Commission. Um, let's start with number 6. Number 6, sports betting. $301 million they profited last year. Now, this is crazy because there was a record $5.01 billion in sports, uh, or bet on sports, like the sports handle in Nevada, in Nevada in 2018. $5.01 billion bet, and Nevada profited $301 million. That's an all-time record. Not too shabby. All these other states opening up, it, it worked out well for Vegas, I think. But yeah, that's number six. Number five was roulette. Roulette, $384 million Nevada made off of this year. Number four, craps. Craps, $386 million made off of that this year. Number three was blackjack. $1.1 billion made off blackjack. Number two, baccarat. That makes sense. Not a lot of people play it, but all of the bigwigs do. The people that have the money, they play that. Nevada made $1.2 billion off of that. The number one highest paying game for the state of Nevada in 2018 was penny slots. $3.3 billion made in penny slots. So what happens with this if you are not familiar? People want to go into and my wife is the same way. So she doesn't watch the show, but, but this is what she does. She wants to go into a casino. She wants to sit down at a penny slot machine with 20, 40 bucks and just sit and press the button. And sometimes she'll max bet them and sometimes she'll only bet a couple of lines and sometimes and you're not you're never betting just one cent, right? They make it seem like you're betting what but she will sit there all night. Ding 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 and she'll be sixty dollars down, but she's won a few times, so it makes her think she's doing okay. Right? With things like blackjack, you're playing ten dollars a hand, five dollars a hand, whatever it is, you know, small stuff. I mean, you can walk away from the table at a hundred bucks, but you hit something on a penny slot, and you're hitting for fifty bucks after you've already spent forty-five, and then you just keep playing because it's so easy. So penny slots being number one was amazing to me, absolutely amazing. Uh, topic number three: William Hill. They moved their line to the Pats minus three. They were one of the only books to do so. South Point, Chris Andrews, who is the uh, the head of the book over at South Point in Vegas, he stated he moved the, and we talked about this on the show last week, he moved the line to Pats minus three and immediately within 15 minutes got hit for like $150,000 on the Rams. So he moved it back to Pats minus two and a half. William Hill moved their line to Pats minus three and just kind of kept it there said the money has moved significantly closer to even. It is now in their books at 51% money on the Pat spread. That is remarkable considering it was over 80% last week. I mean, it, it came that much further down. I was in shock, but it's not surprising. You, you got all these people, and then you, you're going to have all the novices that come in that want to bet on the underdog, the people that hate the Patriots but don't really know a whole lot about football. That's the way it goes. Let's jump in. Let's do the basketball picks before we close out the show. I've got five picks tonight. I am 
and one on the season. That is 58% on the dot. These are the games I got for you tonight. I got two spreads and I got two totals. First game, I got Purdue minus six at Penn State. Now, I think that that line has gone up. I think Purdue is minus eight right now. I would still probably take that. But I got them at minus six last night. I felt really good about it before I went to bed. Uh, so Purdue minus six at Penn State. Next up, Florida Atlantic plus four and a half at home against Louisiana Tech. Now, Louisiana Tech has a better record, all that. Florida Atlantic at home, really good. They are the top-paying team on the money line this season. They have been an underdog so many times, and they have won outright as an underdog so many times that they are the most profitable team in college basketball. They are plus 4.5 at home against Louisiana Tech tonight. I'm going to take the points. Might sprinkle a little bit on the money line. Feel pretty good about that one. My power ratings actually have Florida Atlantic favored in this game. So we'll go from there. Uh, next up, total under 152.5 for UTEP against Marshall. Both of these teams hit a ton of unders, and, and they've been trending that direction. Both of their shooting percentages are actually going down. I like this one a lot. The line actually went up from like, 151 to 152.5. And now, Marshall has been known to go over sometimes, but UTEP will keep this this pace slow, everything else, go under the 152.5. Uh, next up, total over 152.5 for Xavier and Georgetown. Georgetown hits overs all the time. Xavier can easily be baited into an up-and-down game. This game will be played in the 80s. Absolutely, no doubt about it in my mind. We're going over 152 and a half. Uh, next one, last one, fifth pick, over 142 in Towson against UNC Wilmington. Over 142. That line was at 143 and a half. It came all the way down to 142. Uh, I'm not sure where it sits right now. I got this a couple hours ago. But uh, these teams can score. And I think they will score on each other. So they, they both have been hitting a lot of overs here recently. UNC Wilmington, I think four out of the last five they've hit as overs. Both of them are scoring really well right now. Neither one of their defenses is very good. I'm going to take the over 142. As always, you can go get the picks over at winningcureseverything.com. You go up to the navigation bar. You click uh, the gambling picks segment. It's right in there every time. This video will be there afterwards as well. Uh, as always, you can also get these on the podcast, all that other good stuff. But go to winningcureseverything.com slash gambling-picks or winningcureseverything.com and go to the navigation bar and hit gambling picks. That should do it for today. As always, follow us on Twitter at winningcures. You can follow me at GaryWCE. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Leave us some comments. Tell me what games you'd like. I've got a, an article I'm going to write. i got somebody that actually watches the show that has hit some just incredible parlays. I'm going to put it up tomorrow, let you see what he's hit. Uh, he may start sending some of those in. But, man, um, put in put it in the comments. Let us know. If you're on Facebook, if you're on Twitter, tell me what your picks are. Tell me whether you like mine or not. We'll go from there. Uh, but, yeah, hit us on Facebook, hit us on Twitter, hit us on YouTube. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever your favorite app is. We are there. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a five-star written favorable review. We would appreciate it. We love you guys. We will see you all again tomorrow.